MacArthur Center Mall in the Hamilton Perkins boutique for this wonderful event, Virginia Designer Collection. So I'm gonna ask you first, how did you get started in making bags? Well, the first thing I, oh, thank you for that introduction. Um, the first thing I really needed was a bag for myself. Um, initially, I was looking for a bag that was uh, kind of affordable, unique, um, had a good design. I couldn't really find it, so I ended up making it for myself. Now, that was three years ago. We launched on Kickstarter. We had a $10,000 goal. We hit the goal in about six days. We shipped about 25K in crowdfunding revenue from that campaign. It took us about six months to produce the product. Um, we finished that first year kind of delivering all the products in time for the holidays. We, uh, we launched for the first time in a brick and mortar store at Bloomingdale's in New York City on uh, 59th Street. Um, spent about a year pretty much learning uh, supply chain, sourcing, manufacturing. Um, took another year to kind of start working with retail stores. We started knocking on doors. So today we're in over 150 stores around the world. We work with Fortune 500 customers like Hewlett Packard, Dow Chemical, Nordstrom, TJ Maxx, Barnes & Noble booksellers. We deal with um, museums, specialty shops, skate stores, gift stores. And our, you know, where we're at now, we're looking to kind of extend our brands while we've opened our pop-up store here. We're here in uh, our hometown. Uh, we're based here in Norfolk. We have um, a team of two full-time, one part-timer of about 12 styles. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're looking to kind of start 2020 with, you know, kind of just more brand, uh, you know, general, general brand awareness, general, um, you know, increase or lift in distribution points and uh, just keep refining the brand. So, and you've been doing this for how long? So we've been at it for three years. This is- You've accomplished uh, all that in three years. <laughs> this is our third year. So we've been in Forbes, Fast Company, Money Magazine, Washington Post. We've worked with, uh, you know, podcasts, blogs, um, you know, Instagram. You know, we've really worked on YouTube. We've worked on uh, Twitter. You know, really just like grassroots approach, kind of, you know, using what um, contemporary, communication channels there are to really explain the brand and really connect with new customers. So what was the thought process behind you coming up with your unique concept with using recycled items? I think the thought process was really like, how do you make something that's differentiated? How do you make something that, you know, speaks to yourself? Um, personally, I didn't really find, I saw a big void when I looked on shelves and when I looked online. At, at a time, there really weren't any companies that really jumped out at me as you know, what I was going to invest in for the long term. And, you know, I just kind of always been entrepreneurial. My background was retail. I spent about seven years in investment management and banking. Um, I went back to business school, uh, got my MBA, and I was really just, just trying to come up with a way to, you know, kind of solve my own problem, which, you know, ended up turning into making bags. Just sounds like a, a, a miracle story. Three years you've accomplished all this, you in a major brand, Fortune. What do you say, Forbes? So, what do you attribute the, the success of your brand to? What do you think makes your brand so successful? Why do people love it? I think it comes down to distribution and awareness. Um, retail is all about where can your products be sold, where are they purchased, uh, who knows about it, who wears it, who talks about it, how do they talk about it. I think those things are really important. I think without having a solid product, you can't do much. So 
you know, having our product design uh, kind of really fleshed out and you know, continuing to innovate, continuing to you know, introduce new features. You know, our backpack doubles have been some of the earlier products that we've made, two bags in one, convertible from backpack to duffel. And that's been something that we've continued to produce and that, you know, continues to set us apart. We've seen a lot of, uh, you know, kind of like replicas, I guess you would say. And, you know, it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of one of those things I would say, you, you know, you're kind of doing something right if someone's kind of making something that looks similar. Right, right. So you talked to us about some of your earlier products. Talk to me about um, the collection in itself, because I understand that no two bags are alike, right? What goes into you creating the bags and what's on your current collection? Yeah, so um, right now we're at about 12 styles. Each style is unique because we're using uh, pineapple leaf fiber, plastic water bottles, billboards, museum vinyl, event vinyl. Um, we generally are trying to have, you know, function. We don't want to just make it so that it's just a piece and it's not really commercial, like no one can actually use it. We want products that people can use, products that people can, uh, you know, really love, you know, products that people can, can feel a connection to, uh, and a brand that people can feel a connection to. So, um, you know, it's pretty, uh, you know, I, I guess it's a traditional uh, design process. I guess I think about with product, you either innovate in design or you innovate in communication. So you know, I think our approach has been to try to do a little bit of both. And, you know, really you just kind of put your head down and, you know, you you get lucky along the way and, and hopefully everything works out. <laughs> Is this what you saw yourself doing? I mean, I've always been entrepreneurial. My first business was a locker decoration business. Um, I would break down magazine posters, sell them to classmates in middle school. I spent time selling sneakers online. I had an eBay store 10 years ago. Um, I dealt with a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners during my time or my stint in finance and banking. But I've always been really interested in design, architecture, retail, fashion, everything that has to do with like, you know, expression really, I think, right. is what it comes down to. And um, I think if I look back at my yearbooks, people say it, that that's what I would do. But I, I think going forward, like, I didn't know exactly, like, the medium was going to start out being bags or, like, the medium was going to be accessories. Um, I think bags and accessories end up being less clutter. You know, there's a lot less competition in general, the market size. There's a $100 billion, $100 billion of bags sold every year. Um, you know, that growth rate in that industry is still growing. Um, there's still a lot of opportunity online, still not a lot of people that, you know, technically are buying online compared to like brick and mortar and there's still a big opportunity for brick and mortar. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, you, you kind of have a vision, you start with that, but then you have to kind of adapt to what the customer is, uh, what the customer wants from you. And you you um, expressed that you are looking to brand extension. What do you, what do you want to do next? Where do you want to take the brand? I think right now it's just like refining the brand principles, the DNA, our language, uh, our communication, our product. You know, it's a lot of the things that we kind of lose in the retail distribution network. I mean, we can we can sell, but we can't necessarily know who the end customer is. We can't know how they are feeling when they touch the product, what they what the experience has been. Um, so I think having a direct relationship with the customer, continuing to grow that relationship, open that conversation up for feedback loops. I think that's an invaluable way to kind of grow the brand and the business. Um, I think 
another thing that we want to continue to do is you know, continue to like push the limit of what we can do with product and just new materials. When we started, we were just like recycled plastic water bottles. Now we're recycled plastic water bottles, we're billboard vinyl, we're museum vinyl, we're event vinyl, conference vinyl. Um, we've got other, you know, textures that, you know, we'll start to introduce that we haven't ever really made bags with before that I think it'll be really interesting because the customers are, you know, again, the customers are driving that loop. They're telling us this is what we want. You know, we're, you know, we say, you know, you, you ask, we listen. Um, so I think it's really just like, it's combining art and math, you know, it's still, it's knocking on doors and it's, you know, being out there and being proactive, being on offense, but then it's also kind of you know refining a lot of the things that like you know the heart you know like right. the, the mind and the heart making them uh making that connection so let's shift a little bit towards your business i'm sure you've been through a lot as far as um on your journey to get here what can you say to people who want to follow in your footsteps as far as any pitfalls that you've encountered some words of advice don't do it don't do it <laughs> don't follow my steps <laughs> Don't do it. No, um, I think for us, one of the most challenging things has been sort of inventory. Um, we're in a product business. We're not a tech company. So scaling means product. You have to have product. You have to have sales. I think, um, you know, advice is going to have to be curated to the end, you know, user of the advice. But, you know, I, th I think you've got to just solve your first problem. Solve the problem that you have. Start there. You know, that's a great place to start, in my opinion. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs try to figure out where they're going to start. If you start with the problem that you're having, most likely there might be 10,000 more people having that same problem. Right, exactly. You know, and if there's 10,000 people, there might be 100,000. Right. If there's 100,000, maybe there's a million people. So if you could solve one problem, then in theory you could solve a million problems. So if you can do that, then that might be valuable. So that's that's just general. And thoughts. being willing to share the journey. Mm -hmm. Who's helped you? Who's been some of your your sources of inspiration. My mother was my inspiration. She really set me up. She passed when I was 18, but she gave me a lot in those first years. Um, you know, I think just having my, uh, you know, network around, you know, business has been helpful. You know, you've got a wealth of bankers and lawyers and accountants and people that that's what they're, they're, uh, they're in business to give advice, you know? So it's surrounding yourself around, uh, you know, folks like that. Um, I think other entrepreneurs are always, you know, good to be sounding boards. I've got a bunch of friends that have companies try to, you know, try not to let six months go by without having a coffee. Um, and then the customers. Mm -hmm. yeah. The customers. The customers give us advice. The customers let us know what what they think. You know, we take it all in. And at the end of the day, you got to take your own advice. You got to, in my book, you know, you got to... You gotta eat your own dog food, you know. You gotta, you gotta live with it, you know, because there may be advice that may come from another place, and that may come at a point when, say, there's uh, a different marketplace, you know, like there wasn't an Instagram ten years ago, so the advice that may have been successful ten years ago may not be successful today, you know. Uh, there's things that are happening in the last six months that weren't happening, you know, prior to that, right. you know, like. So staying abreast of all those changing That's trends right. is essential. That's right. Right, right. And I can tell that you're big on um, relationship marketing, which is really good in this type of business. So I, I think For that's sure. one of the biggest things that probably makes you more successful. I can tell that right now. So um, 
we've already discussed where you want to go with the brand. What has been your biggest aha moment in the business or something that surprised you? My biggest aha moment, um, I think it's probably, I think it's just the real relationship between distribution and awareness. Mm -hmm. You know, just like the thought that you could open the doors and someone could walk in the store and buy something is just still like, it's like, you, like you said earlier, thank you. Yeah. But like you said earlier, I think it, it feels miraculous though, just yeah. the idea of that concept. And to, to set up a website and yeah. to have Instagram and to have Facebook and to have a podcast and to be able to publish something that someone's going to actually look at. It's a communication tool. They're going to consume that communication and then they're going to act on it. Right. I think that's the aha moment for me personally. I think it's, you know, just actually seeing it in practice, you know, seeing that, you know, I really do learn personally from kind of the feedback that customers are engaging in. Um, you know, like I say, you're able to see in real time when you open your doors in a physical location. Right. Um, more specifically, because that's kind of general, like, I think in here, I think... I